In this episode, we will be discovering a higher road with today's guest. He's an award winner, a professional engineer, an innovative operations executive, project leader, speaker, and the author of a book about his life and spiritual awakening. Welcome to the show, Daniel Elliott. How are you doing? I'm really well, Toby. It's a pleasure to meet you and it's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you on this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm looking forward to having a soulful mirror talk with you today. Like, um, I read a little bit about your story from your book also. The reviews are amazing. Well done. Thank you for giving this gift out to the world to impact the world positively. It's so, it's so awesome. Um, I would just love us to, to start our conversation from the beginning of the road like to an outsider you had this amazing life a successful career you you have a beautiful wife amazing wife you know family but then you were in a very dark place like you eat rock bottom you are feeling you know this anxiety depression and you are feeling trapped um how did it come to this point in your life and what happened when you realized that you are in this dark moment or in this dark place okay so first off we create every event and every experience that comes into our lives through our thinking and our feeling. So from 2002 to 2015, I slowly drove myself into this really deep and dark despondent depression. And, um, you know, we're all great actors in our environment, right? We, we wear this facade and we can project whatever we want to everybody around us. So, you know, you can seem really kind and affable and, consider it but uh you know inside you can be just a mess and and that's where i was at i was just i was, I was a good actor in my environment so to speak and, and we all are uh so my family didn't know my wife didn't know my clients certainly didn't know and um so i recognized i was there and i was just and i knew i needed to do something so i picked up some new uh science books and i picked up some new spiritual books and I was studying them to try and see if I could get myself out of this um, trap of my thinking, so to speak. And uh, I spent a couple of years on that, uh, and it didn't work. Um, our house had been on the market for five years, and it sold. Uh, and so my wife got on a plane to uh, fly to Toronto, Ontario, Canada, to visit family and friends. We live in Canada. And... Um, I sat down, we were in this little one-bedroom rental apartment in the city, and I sat down at this little kitchen table, and I planned out my suicide, and I crafted my suicide note. Like, I was just, I was done with life, you know, like, it seemed I made a lot of money, I spent a lot of money, I couldn't seem to get ahead. Uh, you know, I felt there was nothing worth living. Like, I, I, we love to travel and, you know, go to Europe and go to the museums and the art galleries and see the architecture. I loved all of that. So every time we traveled, it was great. But when I got back to real life and doing work and just living, I was just a misery. And it was, you know, I was at this point of I was just done with it. I was thinking, like, why would I want to spend another five years, 10 years, 20 years in this state of misery? Like, there seemed to be no purpose to it. And uh, so I, I was planning out my suicide for about three months uh, to ensure that my wife would be okay financially. I could say goodbye to family and friends without them knowing what I was and about a week prior to that, uh, some information fortuitously arrived uh, to me uh, that promised to liberate me from my thinking if I studied it and I followed it. So I thought, you know, 
I grew up agnostic. I'm not, you know, religious, but um, I, I had this little doubt that I thought that, you know, if I commit suicide, I'm going to go to a really bad place. And so I thought, you know, I was looking for any little sliver of hope to kind of keep going. So I thought, okay, well, I'll give this one last chance. I'll, I'll study this material. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, I can always pull the trigger. And so <clears throat> I began this process of studying this material. And a year later, so that was, uh, I started this in early November 2017. So I was 57 years old. And a year later, uh, no, er, early November 2018, I woke up. My depression was totally gone. I was full of this inner peace and love and, and joy, and I felt totally prosperous and, and uh, abundant, even though nothing in my environment changed. And I had managed to follow this process that, that just totally transformed my consciousness in terms of how I thought about life, how I, how, what I knew about life, how I viewed the world, how I viewed my circumstances, everything. And the end of December uh, 2018, so a month later, 13 months after I began this, I went into two meditations two days apart. And um, as, as I went into this meditation, you go through these higher vibrational frequencies of consciousness. And the spiritual energy flowed in through my head, and then it filled my body, and then it just totally enveloped me in unconditional love. And it's, a, it's an unconditional love that you know, we don't have the human language to describe. It just, I felt totally supported, non-judged for anything I had done. I didn't care what anybody had done to me in the past. I didn't care what I had done. Uh, you know, I felt I didn't care what aches and pains my body had. I didn't care what illnesses I had. It was just it was this most beautiful and supportive and loving and kind state that I, I have ever experienced in my life. And uh, I came out of that. I wanted to stay there forever. And I came out of that meditation. And two days later, I had this exact same meditation. And at that point, I knew that the new knowledge I gained uh, and the process I followed is our truth. And that, um, you know, anybody can do this if, if they're open, if they're curious, if they're willing to follow the process, Take this inward journey. I can tell you it brings you back to where you're supposed to be. It brings you back to the way we're meant to be here on this earth. And um, it just brings you into this total state of, just for lack of a better word, it's magical and it's blissful and it's so incredibly peaceful and loving. And it's just, I want to share that with everybody. And, um, yeah, I want to get on the rooftops and share it at that point. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be looked at like an idiot so i won't do that so it took me a couple of years to figure out the best way to do it is to write a book uh, and be very candid in my book and to uh, ex uh, explain to people the exact process and give them the same process and the same tools that i went through uh, so that uh, if they read my book they can uh, make a decision for themselves whether they'd like to change their lives or carry on living as they currently are but I can tell you, if you do it, you will, <laughs> you know, it's just, it is so beautiful and it's so magical. And it's so amazing how you, you know, documented your story in, in the book. Like I, as I said earlier, I've not been 
able to read it at this point of this interview. But from the little I got to, to you know to get from it, you were so open and I would say you poured out everything from the beginning, you know, from a fork in the road in chapter one all the way down to becoming, you know, transformed. Like, you know, you took us through that journey. But like you said earlier, you you were able to gain some knowledge, you were able to undergo this process, this meditation in order to become a better person, in order to let go of that depression and that um, suicidal thoughts that you had in the past. So can you share with us the, the knowledge that you gained and the process that you used on your journey towards self-awareness? Yeah, and there's so much for people to learn, so I can only give you little snippets of stuff. But, um, you know, I look back now, and, uh, and I share all of this in a higher road. I look back now, and uh, the science books I read and the uh, spiritual books I read were actually laying this foundation for me to open up, to be open to and curious about this new information that I was going to receive. And uh, so, you know, first thing I had to learn was that uh, everything that we think as right or wrong, good or bad, true or false, is really just a belief. And if you can come to that understanding, and I tell people how I came about this understanding, uh, if you can come to that understanding and, and gain that knowledge, then you have the opportunity, given the right process, to say, well, if everything I believe is just a belief, then what I can do is if I go through the right process, I can change those beliefs. And... When you change your beliefs, you change what you see. What you see is merely a reflection of your beliefs. And I'll give you an example of this. Uh, during this pandemic, uh, a couple of years ago, <clears throat> we live on this historic street. And there's a building down the road, which is this old historic building. And uh, there's these large steps that go up to the second floor. So you enter in and out on the second floor. These large steps come down to the street level. These two women went for a walk. And uh, as they were approaching the base of that building, there's no one else around because we're in this pandemic. As they're approaching the base of that building, this um, elderly woman came out of the second floor and she was gesticulating wildly and she was really angry and upset. And she you know, uh, looked down at them, and she pointed at them and she said, you know, you can stare all you want, stare if you will, I don't care. Um, you know, and in really nasty um, forceful way. And uh, the one woman, uh, her immediate reaction was, oh my God, this woman's dangerous. I'm going to phone the police. So she pulled, pulled out her cell phone and she dialed 911, which is uh, how you get the police here in Canada. And uh, the other woman, she thought, I wonder if this woman's okay. And so she reached out to her and said, are you okay? Do you need help? And as soon as that woman on the stairs heard that, uh, she calmed right down and she explained her story. The only difference in that experience, that same experience for what those people experienced themselves was how they think, what their beliefs are. And so, you know, as we grow, as, you know, when we're born uh, to up to about age five, we cannot, our brains have not developed to a point where we can uh, make our own choices and our own decisions. If you're born into a, you know, if you're lucky enough to be born into a family of means that can feed you and clothe you and, you know, keep you clean, bathe you, uh, 
you know, you're just this little embodiment of joy and love. And really what you're doing is you're absorbing everything in your environment. And uh, you're going through a process to uh, learn about the, you know, your parents' culture and their religion or not religion, not religious, their uh, traditions, their language. And by language, I not only mean what language do you speak, Italian, German, English, but I also mean that uh, kind of language that is used, you know, is it loving and caring and kind, or is it kind of angry and hateful and vengeful, those kinds of, and, you know, everything in between. So you're picking up these vibes and these emotions and the language and your, your personality is starting to be shaped and you're starting to program your subconscious mind. And at age five, you uh, go out and you start going to school and you start seeing other people and having other experiences and you're, you're learning as you're getting older. And really what you're doing is you're reinforcing these patterns of belief that you've adopted and you're programming your subconscious and your unconscious mind. Then throughout life, what you do is you reinforce these and you just play them and you, and you uh, keep thinking in the same pattern. Now, these patterns of thinking and feeling that you've embedded in your subconscious mind, they're like concrete. You actually need a process to break them up, dissolve them, if you're going to be able to be successful at changing what you think and, and what your beliefs are. So this process that I share with everybody is uh, a process that enables you to get at these patterns of thinking and feeling um, to enable you to break those up and take on new patterns of thinking and feeling. But then the question becomes, well, what kind of patterns of thinking and feeling are you going to pick up? And the patterns of thinking and feeling that you want to pick up are patterns of thinking and feeling of where we come from and to where we return after death of the body. So we come from a state of unconditional love and kindness and humor and laughter and joy and peace. And if you can break up your patterns of thinking and feeling and come back to this uh, state and learn these things which are consistent and congruent with uh, where we come from and to where we return after death of the body, then what you can do is you can come into alignment with your soul. And, um, and when you come into alignment with your soul, what you do is your beliefs entirely change how you view the world, what you see. And when you change your beliefs, you change what you see. And when you change what you see, you know, you, you've taken this inward journey to become this embodiment of unconditional love that you just want to share with everybody. Um, even silently and quietly. And as you become this embodiment of unconditional love, you want to express unconditional love to everything and everyone around the world. And as more and more of us do this, we will eventually uh, bring this world into a new era of love and peace. I can tell you, you know, a couple of things. One is that all of the peace and the security and the joy that you are seeking, it's all inside of you. You just need the keys to unlock it and bring yourself back into that state. And um, the other thing that, you know, in the future, the division will not be between the wealthy and the poor. The division is going to be in consciousness. It's going to be in, you know, the consciousness of those who 
have managed to come back to be these uh, open and purified channels of the divine to bring love and peace and joy and safety and security into themselves and into their environments. And, um, and those that are still stuck in this uh, uh, egoic thinking uh, that has taken control of their lives and that they allow to take control of their lives, which, you know, is the current state that we're in for many people that brings us wars and hate, division and uh, judgment and racism and all the other things that we experience as negative things in our environment. And I love the fact that you, you talked now about um, our ego, because in your book, um, the Aya Road, you talked about, you know, cleansing that ego, like you talked about you know, cleansing our consciousness to transcend the ego and to ascend spiritually. So can you, like, can we go into this already? Can you teach us how we could cleanse our conscience, oh, sorry, our consciousness? How can we cleanse our consciousness to transcend the ego and ascend spiritually and, you know, also change our perspective of life to have that inner joy, love, peace, abundance, prosperity, and other goodies? Yeah, absolutely. So um, let me mention this, uh, that uh, a higher road uh, utilizes science uh, to build this foundation uh, of what we know in science today, to build this foundation for people so that they can bridge this gap between spirituality and science. So for me, I needed things that, you know, as engineers, we like to measure and calculate and observe and, <laughs> you know, is it repeatable <laughs> to, yeah. yeah, we believe that's kind of true. So what a higher road does is it bridges this gap between spirituality and science by uh, talking first about consciousness and giving people a new understanding of consciousness and then utilizes things that we know in science today that build this foundation so that people can make this leap between, uh, the, you know, science and the spiritual realm. And, uh, and then given a process that, you know, we talk about, about cleansing your consciousness and uh, rebuilding it and then coming back to who you are. And there's no immediate gratification in any of this. You know, this is uh, something that you have to be willing to spend the time and the energy and the effort on. But I can tell you it is so rewarding that, uh, it doesn't take a lot of time, but you will get to a point where you just want to, to be sharing this with everybody and not that you're going to run out and kind of push this and, and force your beliefs on other people. If people are open, you share. If people are not open, you keep your peace and, uh, and just remain silent because, you know, they're not uh, open to it. So don't try and push your, your way onto them. So let's talk about uh, overall... Uh, let's give people context first. So our souls uh, come here over many lifetimes, uh, born in varying genders, varying places of origin, different colors of skin, sometimes religious, sometimes not religious, sometimes wealthy, sometimes poor, sometimes highly educated, sometimes not educated at all. And all of these varying experiences are for your soul to go through, excuse me, to go through this evolutionary process to shape and hone and hew its personality so that in that final lifetime, whichever lifetime that is, where it fully transcends the ego and the body in that lifetime dies and returns to dust, it's ephemeral, 
the soul can step out into the light and not need to be reincarnated again. So, um, you know, it's this evolutionary process. So at the time of conception, the soul infuses its past life uh, history, memories, uh, lessons, and things that it wants to learn in the lifetime that's occurred. And then again, then you, you shape and hone and hue, and the little eye-mind of ego is created at the same time. So the time of conception, the soul infuses its past lives into that conception process. The little eye-mind of ego is created at the same time. The ego is a divinely ordained uh, tool, process, to create individuality out of the wholeness of the unity of the divine to create these um, experience of, experiences of separation that we see as bodies, that we see as solid objects around us. And we know in science today at a subatomic level that everything is just energy. There's nothing solid. We think this body's solid. We think you know, our coffee cup's solid, our lamp is solid, our table is solid. This is not true. At a subatomic level, we are all just energy. And so um, the little eye-mind of ego at the time of conception takes control of the development of the body. It can only use the uh, forces of uh, the law of cause and effect of electromagnetism to build this body through attraction repulsion to the plans of the DNA that are in the uh, sperm and the ovum. So it builds this body utilizing the life force energy that flows through, and it uses these processes that are divinely ordained to build this body. And um, we come, uh, we, you know, we're born and we're growing up, and as we start to be shaped by our environment, we also start to begin this process of forgetting where we actually come from and forgetting our truth and our reality. Our reality is our soul. This ego is merely a tool. This body is merely a tool. And uh, we start to program our subconscious mind, and we go through this process. And when, when we grow up, we are programming our subconscious. We're taking on this uh, individuality. We believe these bodies are real. We believe these objects around us are solid. And this becomes our reality. This is the little ego taking this on that believes this is our uh, reality. As we grow from babyhood to adulthood, we think we're becoming versed in the ways of the world. But really what we're doing is we're binding down our soul and shutting it off from the light. And our goal in whichever lifetime and series of lifetimes it takes is to come back to our truth, to allow our soul to gain mastery of our ego and to uh, be this expression of unconditional love and to uh, stop uh, the, the ego from creating all of these negative experiences that come into our life or all of these things which are contrary to unconditional love. So you think with electrical impulses in the brain, you feel with magnetic impulses in the nervous system. This electrical impulse in the brain is a consciousness plan and your magnetic impulses magnetize that blueprint to draw energies of particles together to manifest that into an event, a like event or like experience. So when you have these thoughts that are contrary to unconditional love, greed, uh, slander, denigration, uh, selfishness, you know, all of these things, and there's a list, 
But when you go through and you have these thoughts, what you do is you create this life experience that comes back, this rebound form that comes back into your life as a manifested form of this uh, blueprint that you've created. But there's such a delay between your thinking and your repetitive thinking that uh, builds this manifested form that you never link your thinking to what comes back to you. Could be something that you love and enjoy. It could be something that you merely endure or that you don't like at all. Could be a car accident. Could be winning a new car. <laughs> you know, it could be, it's the full gamut of things. And so, um, uh, you know, our egos are like method actors. So we, uh, you know, a method actor, if they're going to do a period piece, they, uh, before long, before they get on the set, to do the filming, they, they dress the part, they eat the part, they speak the language, they really get into it, they really get into character and practice that character. They get on the set, the director calls action, the character's right in the mode, they do the film, the director calls cut. The actors come out of that period piece, they high-five each other and say, oh, you know, you did such a great job, you know, in that scene, I really felt I was there in that period the thing with the ego is that the ego believes it is its reality and these things around us are our reality. And it never comes out of that until you begin this process to undo these bondages that have been created by the, uh, when you're growing up and you're binding down your, your soul. And when you go through this process of, of allowing your soul more room and getting rid of these bondages, your soul starts to be this expression of unconditional love in your environment and you start to learn to unravel these uh, uh, thongs and chains that you have bound down your ego with uh, to allow your soul full expression. And when your soul has full expression and it's expressing uh, itself uh, with the congruency of where we come from, unconditional love and joy and peace and care, kindness for others and other things on this planet then you become this embodiment of who you really are which is your soul and when you do that then you are making this connection back with the divine you're allowing the divine to flow in through you and flow through you to bring love and peace and healing and joy and laughter and fun to everybody and that's our goal that's where we're meant to be but in the last, you know, 150, 200 years, our societies have gone wayward. And so we're going through this process right now where more and more people are having this spiritual awakening and the planet itself, Gaia, is actually changing these shifts of energy and these shifts of higher consciousness. And we're going through this process to do this and it may take a millennia, but, you know, Things that have already been put into motion through your thinking and your feeling, it's the law of cause and effect. They must come in the manifested form. So we do this individually, we do it collectively. Our collective consciousness creates these things that come in the manifested form. And if we're always feeding our minds with the horror stories in the news and violent TV and violent movies and violent... Uh, stories that we read what we're doing is we're reinforcing these violent virulent forms that are contrary to where we come from 
and they create these like manifested forms that come to us individually and collectively. And so when you understand all of these processes and all of this is described, um, if you follow all seven steps, uh, you will actually understand better what I'm talking about. But I can tell you that when you understand this and you, you gain this knowledge, you can then make a conscious choice of whether you want to carry on life like you currently are or whether you want to begin this process to come back to who you're going to be. Now, who you really are, which is your soul. It's a one-way ticket. Everybody will make it. But it, is it going to be in this lifetime? Is it going to be in the next lifetime? Or is it going to be 500 lifetimes from now? So, you know, it's your choice. You have free will. You can think whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. There's no right or wrong in it. But it's entirely up to you. If you want to come back to your truth, if you want to come back to this inner state of love, peace, joy, security, abundance, you can do it right now. You just need to have this process to go through and this new knowledge. And you gain that. And I tell you, you can, you can just be this embodiment of unconditional love that you want to share with everybody. And nothing in the world matters at that point. Nothing. It's, it's all about healing other people and, and healing yourself. If you are a professional looking at the European startup scene, Germany is a place you cannot miss. Fortunately for you, there is StartupRad.io, the authority on German startups. This English-only podcast brings you fresh interviews each week. Most likely, you have never heard or read anything on these startups before in English, but you will in the future. Be ahead of the curve and subscribe to StartupRad.io podcast or check for the StartupRad.io internet radio station. Check your Alexa for the StartupRad.io skill as well. Yeah, at, at that point, we will become lights already, like light to the world. And through our lights, we'll be able to impact other people's soul, basically. Yeah. Exactly. And as you become this beacon of light, others will be attracted to you to find out how you got to this state. And then when they're open, you share. If they're not open, then... You know, just hold your peace. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's, it's all about free will, right? It's all about, yeah, that's me showing you what I, you know, like you, like your story now, um, you sharing your story with the world to impact the world. It's up to us to, you know, apply it in one way or the other to our lives to become better people. It's a free will that's we, yeah, we are freely given. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so we're, um, I'll give you another analogy. You know, uh, we're, this body's a rented vehicle. This is like, you know, you've come here, you've rented this vehicle for your lifetime. It's like a, uh, you know, a self-driving car. So you, uh, you program this self-driving car. You're responsible for the software programming. You put that in your subconscious mind and in your unconscious mind. Your ego's in the driver's seat. Your soul's in the passenger seat. So your ego is driving. So it can make conscious choices, your ego can, which are consistent with your patterns of thinking and feeling. That says, oh, I'm going to turn left. Your self-driving car might go, oh, hang a right or go straight. And your ego goes, no, I'm going to go left. So go left. And you may, your ego is making these choices all the time. But, you know, uh, you have all this subconscious conscious programming, which is consistent with this egoic thinking. And your soul can't do anything. It's sitting in the passenger seat. 
your goal is to unbind the bondages of what's of your soul, of your soul that your ego has created and bound it down and shut it off from the light to allow it to gain control of driver's seat so it can start making choices that are consistent with uh, where we come from, unconditional love. And it can also at the same time start reprogramming this unconscious and subconscious mind. So that when the soul is not actively being conscious about, I'm going to make this choice, which is consistent, you're reprogramming your subconscious mind. So it's automatically happening when your soul is, you know, maybe uh, taking a little nap or something. So, um, you know, your, your goal is to let your soul gain mastery of your life to become this uh, embodiment of unconditional love to, like I say, everything and everyone. So, you know, I'm not only talking about humans, but I'm talking about anything that's alive, plants, you know, everything, everything. And, uh, you know, treat people with love and respect. And, you know, it's just, you just have a different, entirely different view of the world. I believe so. That's true. But I think to achieve this, we have to go through this um, spiritual awakening. We have to have this um, soul um, consciousness, you know, in check also. Do, do you have some tips we could use to achieve this? Like, do we, can we get this through meditation, for example, like you said earlier in your story? Or are there like some other things we could do in order to achieve um, or to gain this spiritual awakening, soul consciousness, you know, being activated so that we can be aligned, you know, our spiritual and body could be aligned and let's, the ego take the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, well, okay. So, uh, I'll mention this. So from a, from a, from a higher road, from the book's perspective, I recommend what you do is you read it from cover to cover, understand the processes in its entirety, and then make a decision for yourself. If it makes sense to you, if it resonates with you, go back and search some of the science material or start directly with step one. Now, what I'm sharing with people, um, you know, they may find a different path to this way, but I'm sharing something that's logical, it's rational, it's understandable, and it's believable. So this is going to resonate with, you know, first you have to be open. And then the second is this, if you have this kind of thinking, which you like things that are logical, rational, and believable, this is a pro this is a great process. Um, there are other processes you can follow, but I found this one so, so rational and logical. So <clears throat> first thing you need to do is you need to gain some knowledge. You, you need to understand, uh, and this comes over time, that we live in this duality of our soul and our ego. And so, and you need to understand that um, what you think about uh, affects your biology, uh, drawing either health and well-being to every soul, every cell, or con or illness to it. And so, you you know, I build this this uh, understanding of consciousness to make this link between what consciousness really is to uh, how our thinking and our feeling actually affects our bodies. And affects the environment around us and then um then i utilize uh, another story of a near-death experience of a woman who uh, suffered from this aggressive cancer from you know age she was about age 40 i guess and over a four-year period 42 and over a four-year period she 
she um, suffered from this aggressive cancer. She went from a normal body weight down to, you know, 75 to 90 pounds. She couldn't lift her head on her own. She's on oxygen 24 hours a day. Uh, she fell into a coma. Uh, they rushed her to the hospital. Uh, her, the attending physicians told her husband and family she wouldn't make it through the night. And uh, she woke up in 24 hours, declared she'd be okay. And within two weeks, they couldn't find a trace of cancer in her body. This is a story which is all documented medically in hospital records. And so there's this observe, you know, measure, you know, uh, we can we can believe it because it happened and it's got records associated with it that are you know scientific. But um, what her book describes is it describes what happened to her in that 24-hour period. And she comes back with specific messages, things like we, we um, come from unconditional love, we return to unconditional love, we're not judged after death, no matter what we do here. And that she felt like she was expanding to become part of everything in the universe, be it a rock, a plant, a tree. And so her description of consciousness is that uh, consciousness is imbued in everything. And when you go through these seven steps and you actually understand it, you're going to have a, a complete new understanding of what consciousness is that's going to take it to a, an entirely different level. But um, so this, if you follow this process and if you start, um, you know, with some of these science books or directly with step one, what you're going to do is you're going to start to open yourself up to think about consciousness in a new and different way. And then you're going to start to learn stuff based in science that is going to bridge this gap for you. So the meditation piece, and we can talk about the meditation piece, but the meditation piece you're not going to learn until later on because you need to understand some new things about um, who we really are and why we're really here and to understand what your target is when you get to this meditation. But to skip ahead... The meditative practice that I follow uh, and that everybody will need to follow if, uh, you know, you're trying to make this bridge, however you get to this meditative practice, is it's a practice that enables you to enter into the silence and the stillness of your mind. You're going to stop all thoughts. And when you do that, what you are doing is you are um, giving, you're getting back to the state of where we come from of our creator, which is in uh, silence and stillness and equilibrium. Our creator, whether you want to call it God, Yahweh, the Tao, doesn't matter, uh, is in a state of silence and stillness. It is uh, a basic energy of the universe, and it's in these opposing impulses that's locked in this embrace of silence and stillness. And... Um, you get back to this state, and it is uh, this. Our creator is so spiritually refined in meaning, in such a high vibrational frequency of consciousness, that what you need to do is you need it cannot enter into you and make itself known to you until you begin this process to reach out and connect back and to start to raise your own vibrational frequency of consciousness. So this process really takes you into the state of silence and stillness. And then it, uh, it takes you through the state of building new brain cells at the top of your brain, under your skull, impressed with new knowledge that operate at this higher vibrational frequency. And over time, 
you know, this opening in your head, these brain cells will grow and your opening in your head will start to expand and grow. And at the seven month mark, it was about the size of a dime for me. I didn't know what it was. It just felt weird. This tingling felt weird. And then at about the nine month mark, it was probably four inches in diameter. Today, you put a bowl over my head below my ears and that's how big that opening is. And what it is, you're building these new brain cells impressed with new knowledge that operate at this higher vibrational frequency that then allows the creator, the divine, if you will, come into your mind and help you with this process of inner cleansing and rebuilding of your consciousness. And this is the spiritual energy that you'll find flowing into your head, eventually in your body, then throughout your body. And um, when you go into this state of silence and stillness, you go into a state of peace, like total inner peace. And it is so beautiful. And you can start with, you know, 10 minutes a day and build up to whatever you want. Uh, so don't be frightened when I say this. I meditate between 90 minutes and two hours every morning without fail. And I get spiritual inspiration. I get direction. I get uh, messages about, uh, you know, do this. It's up to me whether I do it or not. But if you learn to actually just accept those messages and then follow those messages, you are brought back into this divinely ordained plan that will bring to you more peace and more love and more joy and more prosperity and abundance in your life than you ever dreamed imaginable. And this is why I want to share this with people. You come back to your truth. You come back to this state. You become part of this process to help transform this world to this new era of love and peace. But more importantly, you come back to healing yourself and others. And when you do, you know, begin this process, whether it takes one lifetime or 10 lifetimes, I don't know. But when you come back to this process, you will eventually, you know, um, you will eventually fully transcend your ego. And when you pass away in that lifetime, you step back into the light you will not have to be reincarnated and that's when your real life begins and i want to help people on this process i'll first of all say i, I love the fact that you 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 know connect the scientific discoveries you know the scientific part of it with the spiritual concept that's so awesome but what was the best way you can help people with, you know, with this process also. Is it by reading the book or are there like some services that you offer to people in case they have questions to ask you, in case they need guidance on this path, um, you know, on this higher road path? Are there like some services that you offer or is the book enough to, to guide us? So, you know, it's going to depend on the person. Um, I uh, offer um, coaching, if you will. I don't know if I would call that, but I offer guidance and coaching for people that want to on this process and uh you know and go through this process um you know if anybody has questions they can reach out to me with an email and uh you know i'll do my best to give them an answer uh if um you know somebody i think the first thing people should do is pick the book up and read it and if it resonates with you and you decide to embark on this journey then you can make a choice whenever that choice is to reach out to me and uh you know engage me uh for uh guidance and uh and help and i'm and i'm happy to do that and i want to help people do that um because i want to help change the consciousness of this world and uh 
and so you know yes i offer that uh, i offer that service you know, then it's, uh, you know, kind of custom for that person. I'm going to place the link to your website in the show notes of this episode. Um, there you have all the information. There's the link to your book also there and the contact form to reach out to Neil. Everything's going to be available in the show notes of this episode. I just encourage everyone who's listening to get across, first of all, buy the book, read it, and then, you know, get across to Neil for consultancy or for coaching or for guidance. Um, you, you talked a lot about meditation, and I find it also very important. I've in this journey of this podcast, I've learned a lot about meditation. But can you like share us? Can you share with us like some tips about meditation? How can we be able to be consistent with it, and also maybe end up doing it like you, like for ninety minutes, for two hours, you know, with so much effect that we can, you know, connect and align ourselves. Um, so the question was, how is there? Do you have any other tips on that? Yeah, for meditating. Yeah. For meditating, you know, I think this is um, so, I, and I put this in a higher road too. Is um, you need to train your mind. So we're, you know, most people are visual learners, and um, I needed to go through this process to train my mind. And uh, so I ended up listening to audio books, uh, and I share this. And and, I, and you know, so when you meditate, you need to get into this whatever relaxed state you are. You want to relax every. Uh, muscle in your body and make sure your head is supported. So I use a recliner. And um, I, so I took up that position and I listened to audio books and I did that. I pretend I'm reading a book where, you know, I got to sit quietly. I'm not distracted. I'm not doing other things. And I closed my eyes and I, you know, put headphones on at the time. And I trained myself to listen intently. And that helps get people, get you focused on what you're listening to. So you're starting to train your mind to be able to um, stop these thoughts. And when you go through this process of uh, being able to do that, then when you get to this meditation, uh, you'll have an, I believe you'll have an easier time going through this and learning how to, to completely stop your thoughts. And it, and it takes time and it takes practice. But I listened to audiobooks for a couple of years in this just for, you know, it's just the method I went through. And, and I would say it's all, was all divinely ordained and uh, planned ahead of time, which I didn't know about that I needed to go through this process and, and do this. So I did this audiobook listening for a couple of years. Um, and that helped me, I believe, uh, in uh, being focused and not visually distracted and closing my eyes. I wear earphone, I wear earplugs, soft earplugs uh, to totally block out all the noise in the environment. And I close my eyes, I get into this relaxed state, and then I go through this process of, um, you know, it just takes a few moments to go through this process to, to be able to s just totally stop my thinking. And it changes from day to day. Sometimes I'm really successful at it really quickly. Sometimes it takes me longer to do. It depends. So, you know, you're going to go through these periods of, um, you know, undulation, if you will. Uh, and that's okay. It's all part of this process. And so, um, you know, the, the purpose of meditation, the real purpose of meditation, although there's all these things of lower blood pressure, less anxiety, and all of these good things that it brings to you, the real purpose of meditation is to make this connection back with source. Your minds are, are designed for this very special purpose 
to draw source in through your mind and express its will of unconditional love, peace, and joy to everyone and everything in the environment. And when you do that, you become this open and purified channel of the divine. And when you do that, you know, life just blossoms to the way it's supposed to be, you know, with love and caring and, and peace and joy and safety and security. You don't have to be planning and thinking and worrying about, you know, everything in your world. That's not the way you're supposed to be. That's not how you're designed to be. But our society, our egoic thinking, and our continual memes in this environment and everybody glomming onto these external things. You know, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're concerned about things and you're, you know, I used to do this. <laughs> If, if I didn't have enough on my plate to worry about, I could always create my own little things that would never come true, but be worried about would keep me awake in the middle of the night, right? That's all the stuff that you feed your mind. If you think what you feed your body is important, your nutrition is important for the health of your body, and it is, what you feed your mind is more important for your overall um, health and well-being and conscious state than anything that you feed your body. And so you gotta, you gotta, you know, so I take people through this process in a higher road, part three of a higher road is really this process, this um, chapter in consciousness and this unfolding and unveiling of the things that I learned about consciousness and how we are affecting our own consciousness and our, and we just have these repeated programs of thinking and you have to come to a state where you're willing to undo this. And then when you have the process to do it, you know, you're guided and you're helped and you can totally undo this. And this is what brings you back to the state. So, um, yeah, I just, <laughs> I don't know. Was that yeah. helpful? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 was, that, that was so helpful. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's so wonderful. I mean, it shows, it shows you explained how we can make use of meditation to liberate ourselves from all those burdens that we have inside of us. Let's go of those things and gain that inner joy, peace, love, abundance, and prosperity and become true light, basically. Yeah, yeah that's really exactly. Good. For someone who is going through a, a dark moment right now or a difficult situation right now, what piece of advice would you give that person at this moment? And what can be like a take home from your book also for that person? Uh, so can, there's a couple things. One is that... Um, First is that no matter where you are, ill or healthy, happy, depressed, you know, uh, rich or wealthy, uh, you can totally transform your life if you're open, you're willing, and you have a process to do it. And that's what a higher road is, is this process to do it. The other thing, and, and this is going to be maybe hard for people to accept, uh, but it's true and you'll understand this is that everything that's coming to you is um, a, a reflection of your own beliefs, a projection that you've projected out that you're reflecting back to you. And all of these things, believe it or not, are designed to wake you up, to bring you back, to open you up, to be curious, and to get you back to get on this path of, of uh, coming back to your truth. And I know it won't feel like it because, you know, I'm sitting down and I'm crafting my suicide note. I certainly did not feel like anything was going my way. 
and nothing, all this misery in my life was, you know, coming to me that was not from my hand. But after I've learned this process, and that's why I say, you know, I, I want to be careful with this statement for people because I know I can feel where many people might be and that they, they, they are victims of whatever it is they're victims of. I was a victim of, you know, whatever I was thinking that brought me to this really deep, dark, suicidal depression. But I can tell you now that that is all designed. It is only lessons through the lessons of suffering will a journeying soul gain self-knowledge to retain individuality after it has discarded the ego. So all of these things which are, are uh, you know, kind of misery to us are really things, believe it or not, out of love for us to try and bring us back to this state, to wake us up, to get on this path. And I know that's not comforting when you're in this state of depression, for example. Not at all. <laughs> that's not going to be all at all. So I tell you, so that I think the most comforting thing I can say is if you're open and you're willing, there is a path out of it. There's a path out of it. For me, it was that without drugs and without other intervention, it was a path that I took of uh, learning how to unlock this key to unlock uh, this inward journey, which brings you back to this state. And if you're willing to take this inward journey, if you're willing to be open, you can come back to the state. And when you come back to the state, you become this beacon of light, this expression of unconditional love, and you can help others do the same. Wow. I love that so much. If you're open and you're willing, there's a path out of it. There's a way out. I, I really appreciate it so much. Thank you so much, D. Neil Elliott. I appreciate you taking us through this high road towards you know becoming much more happier, much more joyful, and living that having that inner peace and abundance also. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this conversation. I learned so much from it, and I believe that everyone who is listening to this have learned also a lot from it. Thank you so much, Elliot. Yeah, thank you, Toby. It's uh, my pleasure to be here. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping that this can help somebody. Wow, you made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.